Every week, we'll be bringing you the most intriguing stories from across the country. True stories in which ordinary people have been swept up in the most extraordinary and mysterious circumstances. Someone watching tonight may have that one clue, that one vital piece of information that could help. This season, we're introducing a new toll-free 800 telephone number. Operators are standing by, so join me. You may be able to help solve the mystery. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. Andrew, why are you so sad? I'm sad because uh, nostalgia. Aww. I will say that I did feel quite a bit of nostalgia once that main theme hit on the original. Oh, man. The, the, the hair is standing up after that theme started up again. Just, oh, man. It brings me back. I wish I could share. Have you ever tried not being so um, young? I'm really not that young. <laughs> I just, I've never enjoyed the series. <laughs> That's fair. I was driving around yesterday and I started hearing the theme song in my head. It was weird. I thought it was coming from my radio. But no. You were humming it? Like coming from no, your head? No, 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 no. It was very faint and my radio was turned way mm-hmm. down. And for some And then you looked in your anyway. review and you saw the silhouette of Robert Stack in your backseat. Saying, mm, <laughs> Yes. Maybe you <laughs> can prevent forest fires. No, I don't uh, I can't remember his little Maybe someone out there has the key. Maybe. It's you. <laughs> that kind of thing. Anyway, anyway. If you didn't know, we are the Rewinders Podcast. We rewind and reboot movies, and in this case, TV shows, to see if they hold up. And today, we are doing our damnedest to solve unsolved mysteries. Ooh. Well, then, you know, it would just cease to be if we solved it. Which they did a okay job of in the uh, original series. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I'll, I'll save my compare. I'll save my comparisons until a little bit later here. But yeah, that sums it up. <laughs> okay, I hope you're not expecting uh, them to have solved the new ones yet. I that was I uh, the very first thing Nicole <laughs> says to me after we finish the first episode is oh, I'm I, I'm sad that they didn't have have the update and I'm like it's brand new. It just it just aired. Do you expect <laughs> them to have an update on the case already? Like. Uh, I, <laughs> well, I think in the original series, sometimes from when they took it on, produced it, and then put it on the air, something new yeah. happened. So they would have a tag update saying, oh, at this point in time, yeah, she's another year older and didn't find her sister. <laughs> it's like, okay. Or thanks to syndication, by the 15th time they replay the episode, they have an update that's been solved. I, I don't know. I, I feel like for me, that's like the biggest thing from the original series is it felt like a phenomenon. It felt like something that a lot of people watched, a lot of people were really into, and it actually did its purpose and solved mysteries and crimes i do put this show in the same bounds there's a bunch of shows just like this that were like the same idea like rescue 911 and america's most wanted and i'm sure there were other ones i can't think of off the top of my head i should have written them down when i was trying to think of them earlier this week i think that's it i can't think of any other ones it was the popular style tv show for its time yeah and I, i really agree with uh specifically like america's most wanted i feel like it definitely fits into that niche where you know everybody's watching it oh my god do i have some sort of clue i can call in with holy crap i just helped solve a case and it actually worked 
a lot of cases got some tips and leads and res- and sometimes resolutions thanks to these programs. And I think John Walsh was the definition of a uh, sore winner. <laughs> <laughs> As he would insist on being there for the arrest and then just rub it in their faces like, oh, you thought you were going to get away with this, didn't you? Ha, look at this. I'm such a big guy here. <laughs> and he's like jumping around and like, just let the police do their goddamn jobs, guy. At least Robert Stack just kept to himself in front of graveyards and <laughs> courthouses <laughs> at night. <laughs> Always standing in some dry ice in a trench coat. Ah, yes. <laughs> No better way to do fog. It was about the time that John Wall showed up at show at the uh, arrests that made me stop watching this style TV show. Oh yeah, I could totally see that. It's it's kind of like the same style as uh, How to Catch a Predator. Like, gotta be there so I can walk in and deliver the news that you're under arrest. Ha ha, you sick fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. But like, you're equally as sick of a wanting fuck for watching. Watch yeah, because he's sitting there getting off. Yeah, he's getting off on the fact that he gets to go. Go deliver the news personally. Like, just, just let them do their jobs. You're only better because you're on the right side of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Didn't South Park do a thing on that? Uh. How to catch a predator catching a predator? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard I of this. I could have sworn there was a, sort of a South Park episode with, with something to that end. I sincerely hope so. Probably. For me, growing up around Unsolved Mysteries, I know that the crime aspect of it meant nothing to me as a as a kid it wasn't interesting i didn't care somehow they didn't hook me into that aspect of the show what i did get hooked into was the paranormal episodes yes that was something i was gonna say is that the episodes i watched the the magic the gathering cult episode and the tall man episode. I'm glad that I didn't watch any of the like this person disappeared in the woods episodes because <laughs> but, man, it was it was a stretch to get me to focus and watch a whole episode. As an adult, they're not the overall uh, stories that they're telling and I say stories loosely because they're real things happening to real yeah. people are more interesting, but the hair what they're wearing, and that the fact that it reminds me of news photography and that they're going out and getting it, and you know that they're maybe doing two takes, and they're just like, yeah, good enough. Okay, we got a. no one forgot their lines. No one screwed up. No one tripped and fell. <laughs> good, done, it's in the can. Move on. And it is the joy that when you're working with people who are actually involved in the case, the family members, the police, you're not always going to get the greatest quality in the way of line delivery and stuff like that. Yeah. But you really got to super appreciate what they're doing. I'm sure they had a great budget for the uh, reenactments. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was. It just, it seems, like you said, especially the people who were involved and then became part of the reenactments. Wow. Woof. You can get better acting out of community college theater. Yeah, P- pretty rough. Pretty rough. I, I'm, I'm just going to preface this. I got nothing good to say about any of this. So. <laughs> ouch. Very ouch. Lay, laying it on real heavy with Dan Dan mode this week. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm just uh, piggybacking off of your comments then, Joe. This is a pretty big thing for me back in the in the 90s. I mean, I can't recall any Sunday, I think it was, when this is on, where I did sit down and watch Unsolved Mysteries, X-Files, and Simpsons. I mean, this was like the three for me every single Sunday night. So 
This, for me, exactly in the exact same way you said. Uh, I didn't care at all about the crime aspect of it. It was all about the supernatural, the ghost stories, the disappearances, that stuff. I mean, that stuff chilled me to the bone when I was young. So, I mean, I, I can't even remember how old I was when I watched this. I was probably ballpark, I'd say maybe like somewhere between five and eight. So it was right around that perfect time, I guess. It, it's definitely stuck with me. It's always been part of part of my uh, pop culture past. I've always enjoyed Unsolved Mysteries and... I actually hadn't watched it since probably maybe, I don't know, the very, very, very early 2000s. So going back, it was kind of interesting to see it all again. Yeah, and I'm pretty much in the same boat. I, I remember actually making efforts to watch the show along with all the other crappy shows I mentioned earlier. And Cops was the other one I was trying to think of. But yeah, I definitely made an effort to watch it. I think I was also pulled in to the... Uh, Meredares or missing persons or whatever i was uh pulled into it and i'm pretty sure the supernatural also was doing things for me yeah and it sounds like dan was recording episodes every week to watch later on i'd never watched i've never watched any of this prior to this week never once then how can you say it's not your kind of tv show if you didn't watch it as a child because i'm watching it right now and i am not enjoying a single second of time okay let me tell you child stuff child self prior to actually being able to think for myself and make my own thoughts thought this was a really well put together and fun show to watch and be like wow that's really uh really compelling however every show every time i watch this show now and i sure hope that we're not jumping the gun here uh i'm just like wow that's that is just terrible policing (laughs) you mean you brought in a psychic to do your job what a terrible use of time you could have been doing so many better things with your time (laughs) very very true so so dan i just want to go back to your comment about not not a single second of enjoyment are you telling me that you don't even enjoy the the screen time of robert stack nope nope Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I like that guy's voice. It definitely is the... Uh, That's why they didn't recast him. You just can't. Mysterious Mysteries song. Yeah, sound. Yeah. And, and I thank you, Joe, for providing the clip from Basketball before this recording because I had completely yes. forgot that was a thing. <laughs> Basketball is one of my favorite uh, movies. What? So he sent over the clip from Basketball. There's, there's the point uh, in the movie... Uh, where they do an unsolved mysteries bit, and it's it's long, it's lengthy, it's it's got tons of Robert Stack goodness. He swears multiple times. It's funny as hell. They kind of riff on the fact that you know, they, my favorite line I think from the whole thing was, um, oh, what was it? It's gonna bother me if I don't have the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of uh, <laughs> their neighbor. Uh, saw her leave with nothing but a steamer trunk and <laughs> a couple other things. So it's just like, you know, making a quick getaway in the middle of the night with a fucking steamer trunk had me chuckling. But uh, yeah, it's Basketball's always been one of my favorite movies, and I completely forgot about that because I haven't honestly watched it in probably about a good half decade now. And I completely forgot that was even a thing until you posted that, Joe, and I was just in stitches watching it the whole time. Good. It was like finding a good friend again, like an old friend that you forgot. <laughs> I have yet to watch basketball or that clip. I, I didn't see that Joe posted a clip. Uh, it's good. It's funny. It may be not as funny if you haven't seen the movie. It might have been the one that I clicked on that I thought was going to be a Unsolved Mysteries thing. I was like, oh, this doesn't, this, okay, well, I'll go actually find some episodes and then clicked around on episodes. I might have almost gotten there. Almost. So does any 
of us who watched this when we were younger have episodes that stick out? No. Queen Mary. Yeah. Queen Mary always stuck out to me. So that, that was the big one for me. And then once you reminded me of the Tallman House, that was another one. But I, I don't know. The Queen Mary. And then there's probably a couple other ones, but there's so many episodes to sift through. It would probably take me actually finding one and being like, oh, yeah, that's that one that I got freaked out about. <laughs> what was it about the Queen Mary episode that made you oh, remember it over the years? I don't know. Gro- growing up, I always loved shipwrecks, and I always was fascinated by them, uh, Titanic and everything else involved. So just that story of just the you know the guy just walking around the ship and, and getting down to the, the bow of the ship and hearing the sounds that he heard and having them have a recording of it always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Like, that was some spooky crap. <laughs> but I don't know. I've, I've always loved the paranormal, and that episode specifically was kind of like one of the first introductions to it to me. Sure. It's just kind of like, what? This guy heard that on a ship? It's spooky. <laughs> and it just kind of stuck with me for all these years. It, it kind of kicked things off. But between that and... Um, Between that and the Tallman episode, like, those definitely were blasts from the past for me, going back and watching those again. The Tallman episode, I forgot, was very, like, it was was acted pretty poorly, obviously. Mm -hmm. It was was very uh, campy, but outside of the camp, I mean, that's a terrifying situation to be in, so it's pretty cool to actually have it reenacted on TV, even if it is pretty damn campy. (laughs) So as a child, it scared the crap out of me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the Queen Mary episode for me as a kid, the one thing that really stuck out to me was the pool area whenever they talked about that. Yes, yes. And I always remembered, so I had lived in Orange County for a little bit and I have done some travel in and out of Southern California where the Queen Mary is docked in that vicinity. And I always think about getting a room there to like stay so like the last time i flew out for business i was like well i wonder if if work would pay for me to stay there instead of the hotel two blocks away (laughs) yeah but that would be pretty awesome yeah so i never forgot that specifically around the pool with the footprints and the kids giggling and stuff like that the old lady ghost jumping in like all that stuff yeah it's like ah robert stack slowly walking past (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Another episode that always stuck out was the Gettysburg episode. Seeing people hit, you know, the elevator's not working, but it takes them down to the basement, opens up, and then there's a field hospital in front of them, and how freaky that would be. And then one ghost looks at them, and then the elevator works again, and it goes back up, and they're like, what the heck? That- yeah, that would really mess with someone. <laughs> or bumping into random people out in the forest who you think are reenactors out, you know, doing their thing that weekend, and nope, they're they're ghosts. And here's some bullets from yeah. back when the World War- Civil War is happening. So that was really stuck out to me, because then I was like, oh, I want to go to Gettysburg and see some ghosts, which obviously, if... We would go to Gettysburg. The chances of seeing a ghost are s- next to nothing. Or nothing, depending what you believe in. Anyway. Another episode that I always remember. And these are all paranormal episodes because, like I said, I didn't care about anything else. Was the General Wayne Inn. And the reason why it stuck out to me was because it was a fun ghost that would 
blow on women's necks so that they would blame the men behind them and hit them with their purses and stuff like that or yell at them. It would set off car alarms and stuff like that. It was it didn't really do anything mean or anything. So that one I always liked because I'm like, oh, it's a nice ghost. I'd like to have a nice ghost around if you believe in those things. And then you watched Casper. <laughs> I don't. You know what? I don't know if I ever watched Casper. The the movie oh, no. version with Christina Ricci, I assume, is what you mean. Yeah, and Bill Pullman. Yeah, I don't think I watched that. And Dan Aykroyd as a Ghostbuster. I think I actually watched that one. Weird. I don't remember anything about it, but... Out of all the Unsolved Mysteries paranormal episodes, though, that I saw as a kid, hands down, the Tallman house was the most memorable for me because, A, it took place in Wisconsin, and I live in Wisconsin. What? (laughs) And two... Their house apparently seemingly started to be haunted after they got a bunk bed. Now, that, oddly enough, coincides with what I would suggest to be my experience with ghosts in my life. Coincided when my parents brought home a wood, kind of, like, put it together, we built it, now you take it home and put it together, kind of bunk bed thing. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So not only was I experiencing what I consider possibly ghosts at home as a child, but I see it on TV that, okay, this is more than just what I'm experiencing. There's someone else out there experiencing it. If you believe in that sort of thing. (laughs) Wow, so that episode really struck home. Yeah, it, it was almost kind of like mirroring back at me what I was experiencing in my own home as a child. We didn't have flames in the garage, though. Oh, that's the best part. Now, I could go through all the weird stuff that did happen, but I don't know if that's really the point of this episode. Is it not? I don't really remember much about this show. (laughs) I just remember the show being like something I watched. I couldn't tell you anything about anything i watch so it's actually kind of amazing to hear somebody be like oh yeah this actually stuck with me because i don't know it just didn't stick with me probably just because you know kid brain lots of things going on oh neat let's watch this all right let's watch something else and you're so inundated at that age that Mm -hmm. not everything's going to stick with you i think it helped that my parents watched the show as well so it kind of was a thing where it slowed down the other family members sat around and watched it and we all kind of did it together so that probably kind of solidified it or helped solidify it. I don't know. Yeah. I also like how, and it's not exactly paranormal, but how often the show goes down the road of satanic panic. Every episode? At least the two that I, the two, the two <laughs> Any that excuse. I watched. Not every episode. <laughs> Any excuse. Every episode they try, they could shoehorn it in for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, as an adult who had uh, his own, you know, I'm not feeling like mainstream Christianity is serving me up spiritually like I think I feel like it should. Let me look around at some other things, and I found my way through. We'll just throw out earth religions, pagan religions, Wicca, that kind of stuff. So then 
later in life, I can look back on shows like this and to see the things that they're presenting and me just roll my eyes and laugh because some of these occasions, these people are just obviously practicing some sort of earth religion in their spare time. (laughs) And it's not evil whatsoever. But I don't know. The 80s was all chomping at the bit to blame Satan for everything. Yep. Everything different is evil. Especially that Magic the Gathering. It's an easy target. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that fantasy role-playing game. That, that Dungeons and Dragons. Where all you need is a little bit of imagination. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's You're such a terrible about, game. God, that... Oh. Just that description of <laughs> of Magic the Gathering and trying to shoehorn that into how this guy got murdered. Like, great, he, he played a game. I mean, the fact that there's other... <laughs> Uh, quote-unquote occult stuff around his place, I guess, would be a little bit more. But, like, if you guys didn't focus so much on these uh, side things, perhaps you could have actually made it a little bit further in the uh, in, in the old investigation. Ken, for some people, Magic the Gathering, okay. Dungeons and Dragons, Vampire the Masquerade, it's just a game. But for others, it's a way of life. But Magic the Gathering is... It's it's a card game. There is no fantasy role playing. You are very detached from the cards and the cards meaning. So it's just the name of the cards the of the game that these people are uh, latching on to. These are the same people who didn't allow their kids to read Harry Potter. Yeah, it'd be like blaming exploding uh, kittens yeah. for nine eleven. Yeah, right. There's, there's fire and explosions. They they're at fault. Well, exploding <laughs> kittens came out after the fact. They didn't time travel. Yeah, it was a conspiracy, Joe. <laughs> they held off the game's release for for twenty years. The FBI and the CIA had to keep it under wraps, and then they lost control of it. <laughs> but it's okay. They they figured it out. It's it's it's, long, it's enough time has passed. I find it interesting now that when I've went through some of the catalog of the show by far not a bulk of it just skimmed it that the ufo episodes seem to be better made than the ghost episodes and that seems a little weird because for someone like me who suggests that i have had experiences that i could explain as being ghost experiences i also look at ufo stuff like that and kind of go Come on, whatever. <laughs> Unless if it's the movie Fire in the Sky, then I go, uh-uh, 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 nope, 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 nope. I don't know that movie. Haven't even heard we of it. We will get to that movie. Oh, okay. Oh, we will. I will not watch it yet, though. Oh, no, I just Googled it. I think out of all of this, it might be the medium, because I really enjoy listening to the lore podcast, and that's that's got some creepy stuff in it. I think maybe it's just the way that this is being presented to me that I just don't, I can't latch on to what's being provided to me information wise as a as a video medium if it's just being spoken to me like it is in lore maybe because the episode that i watched of the 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 new series was the ufo episode and that that i knew about coming in ahead of time because there was a lore episode about it i don't even remember when that episode dropped it was years ago and i just I'm just like, this is poor, the way that they're handling all of this. So there is a UFO one in the new Unsolved Mysteries. That's the one I watched. Okay. So, I mean, I only watched two of the episodes. Uh, 
I got to be careful because I might be wrong altogether, but I only watched the first two and uh, passingly watched them. They were both murder ones. I was like, oh, is this whole show just murders? That's what the new series feels like. It's just a bunch of, these people disappeared. Oh, Yeah, I'm in the same boat. It's like they were probably murdered. Yeah. Lots of uh, trying to create drama between the characters in the show and like, oh, it's it's still unsolved, but like, it actually, I missed it the first couple times I watched an episode, one of the new episodes. Where I was like, "Okay, I understand that this is unsolved mystery. I don't know what you're asking of us because you're presenting a bunch of stuff, and you're not really asking or presenting a what needs, what's holding up this investigation. You're just showing like, here's what we have, and then at the end of it, it's like, apparently there's a word for or words for like ten seconds that says, "We're looking for this person." Like, oh, okay. I missed I missed those words the first couple of times I tried watching the show. But uh it didn't seem so much like they were trying to solve mysteries at this point, but instead trying to create a narrative. I can appreciate that they were a little bit more specific in the new episodes about timelines. Like in the original show, you're like, Oh, a little while later the dude comes back and puts a trunk in his car. And then like in the new show they'd be like, Thirteen minutes later he comes out with an antique trunk and puts it in his green gremlin. A little bit more specific with the facts, trying to be like, hey, jog it. But like, it still didn't seem like they were, I don't know, maybe if I were more involved in actually watching the show. I think they do take moments to show that investigations fell short or investigations just wanted it to close and then took an easy way out. And I'm sure that happens all the time. But in some of these, like uh, with the first show of the new series, they said a gentleman jumped off the roof to his death. And like they put the pieces together and it doesn't really sound plausible that that's the case because of his footwear and all this other stuff. What really happened was in WrestleMania 25 when Undertaker threw mankind off the top of a cage. Could be. I have no idea if that was the right WrestleMania. I don't know either, but... You're welcome, Internet. Go for meme. (laughs) But if we look at what the new series is compared to any uh, of the prior seasons of Unsolved Mysteries, I think what everyone said so far is absolutely correct. It's more like a murder, uh, real-life documentary. That's it. Except for, in this case, there may be not a solid end or an acceptable end for people. And it's not really, like you said, it's not asking for people to help find these people who got away with this crime. Yes, yes, exactly. Except for the French episode, which the guy is out there somewhere. Oh, I got like halfway through that one. I didn't finish it. Was that episode completely in French? Yes. I woke up in the middle of the night and was playing. I was like, why are they talking? That's cool. Maybe I'll come back and watch this when I'm more awake. Because I like the way the French language sounds, but it might also be very difficult to uh, watch an entire episode that's in French. I mean, French. if we're talking about watching mm, right. series on Netflix in different languages, watching Dark in German is necessary. Just because the English sub, the English dub of that cuts out all the background noise, and it sounds really stupid. But if you haven't watched Dark, watch Dark. Good to know. Dan's got priorities here to push. Not Unsolved Mysteries. Stay away (laughs) from Unsolved Mysteries. Unless you're into that kind of shit, then more power to you. You know, there are a lot of people who are in this kind of shit. More power to them. You and I are in the same boat. Not necessarily my cup of tea. 
but we're not to that part yet. If, I don't know. We kind of just rolled. We're kind of just rolling with I, it I at this know. point. I, <laughs> yeah, there's we we have a very loose uh, system this week for this. We kind of jumbled together what we didn't like about classic together with what we liked about it, and that's okay because it rolled really well. So, and we're putting what we don't yeah. like together with what we do like on the new reboot. You get we've hit on all the points that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, it felt like the older series had more of a supernatural feel to every episode almost every episode and they make it that way yeah and <laughs> yeah. the newer series yeah. seems just more like a a murder investigation from by th- and you're the third party and third party viewer yeah it it really does just feel like every other netflix documentary out there in terms of just murder mystery shows it's just like joe said i mean it stuck out to me instantly that i'd been watching the same episode for as long as i did and it hadn't changed over to anything new and i kind of got a little sad i was like oh so going forward the new series is going to have one episode devoted to each individual mystery which it doesn't break it up it doesn't make it fresher and interesting it it yeah, I, I guess it, it gives the amount of time necessary for each thing to be fully talked about, but at the same point, that's what I liked about the original show, because it was kind of like mixing the best parts of X-Files every episode. It was like getting to watch half of it be about the overarching alien conspiracy storyline mixed with the Monster of the Week episode. You, you had that freshness for every episode, versus this one where it's just, like you guys all said, it was just murder mystery after murder mystery after murder mystery this guy died in a weird way this girl died in a weird way it's like okay cool i get it but it's it's not really unsolved mysteries that i remember because now it's just kind of turned into just weird occurrences the show and without it actually feeling like it involves the viewer without it actually feeling like it's a thing where you can actually like call in and give tips and things like that i mean they do put that little tiny tag at the end but still it just doesn't feel like you're actually part of something like everybody watching TV and that one person in the room knows something nobody else does. It's It just feels more like a well-put-together docu-series of, of people's sad occurrences, I guess. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know how to really talk about it. It's just, it doesn't feel the same to me. I think the big part of the feeling is we don't have uh, Mr. Man talking over the top of it. Yeah, the, the format's different. That's for sure. It's a huge part of that original series is having that voice just booming over the top of it, walking you through what you're supposed to be looking at and seeing it. The new one is definitely put more together more like a documentary and it uh, tries to flow, but that flow is missing because it doesn't have one guy talking. Plus it goes on for an entire fucking hour versus like a 10 minute <laughs> clip of here's your yeah. case. Here's what we're looking for. See, and I don't, I don't know which one I kind of prefer more because the new version, they said that the reason why they didn't try to recast Robert Stack is because they wanted to, well, first off, I mean, you can't replace Robert Stack. He's Robert Stack. But they more so wanted to focus on the accounts from the actual people who experienced the, the situations. And that's why the reenactments are a little bit less produced as they were in the original show. That's why there's less narration because it's actually the people experiencing the things talking about it fully for the full, full hour. And I, I don't know, I... For me, for me, it's like 50-50. I, I, I like that there's more screen time with the people who actually experienced the issue. Yeah, I, I, I really miss the reenactments, though. And then I also miss the the almost like third-party take on it, you know, where basically you're being explained what happened and explaining the facts of what happened based off of the case that they worked on from a third party versus having anybody involved kind of... I, I, I don't know. It's It's one of those things where it's like... 
I felt tr- like I trusted Robert Stack more because it felt like the police were telling me what they had already done before the investigation versus having the person who experienced the thing just spinning spinning the tale themselves. So I, I don't know. The, the, the format's very, very, very different for me, and I, I can't really say I'm on board with it yet. But again, I'm only two, two and a half episodes in, so <laughs> that might change. Part of the spinning the yarn is having the people put in their own... Uh their own two cents of what they want you to believe happened. Yep. But there's also, you know, it's good to have the neutral line of yeah. Here, here are the facts. Here's what we see. Exactly, and that's what I'm getting at. Like the original series had Robert Stack as an impartial investigator, basically telling you what they know. And yes, they did have the quotes and they did have the interviews with the people who experienced it, and then also some people on the outside. But now the new series, it feels like more of a modern Netflix sensationalism piece where it's just. We're only talking to this person because the story's more interesting from their point of view. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with the new show, but I find it interesting enough to watch. I guess they stitch together these occurrences in a way that keeps you watching. I can say that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I was interested. I wanted to know why was there a hole in the roof? Why did the guy fall through the hole in the roof? But <laughs> I just well, I don't know. <laughs> in later episodes, there's a gentleman who is an accused person that's giving his side of everything too, and he was never charged, I think formally with anything. But you see like two sides of this guy that get shown to you at different times. And it's really interesting because they show him at first and you easily understand what he's saying, what he's feeling in that moment. And then as the story progresses, you get the conflict comes together and you realize he's not such a plain black and white, easy to feel for person and becomes very gray. And now it's who's telling the correct story kind of pattern And then they give it one last turn because one of these people just starts saying these really weird things that make you go, what? But they don't, the show doesn't express an opinion about it. And I I think that's their way of being impartial, but it's also being served to you in a manner that keeps you interested. So details get strategically placed to pull you along and therefore... It's not like it's fully innocent of a way to present. You know you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I get what you're saying, Joe. I think that's, I mean, that's... Doesn't mean that the show is bad. No, but it, it means that there, you have to be, uh, you have to be someone who enjoys that format. Like, you gotta be somebody who enjoys, like, watching Forensic Files or something like that. Because that's the way that they've, I mean, from the, the few episodes I've watched of that, that's how they present information to keep you interested. When I look at the reboot and the classic episodes now, the classic episodes are what I remember them being, but that style, I think, reflects a style built for television in that that style falls under the patterns of what salespeople want out of things. They want you to understand what's happening on the TV without looking at it. They want you to understand what's happening, um, even if you're being distracted. So having a host like Robert Stack telling you everything means that you don't have to watch and that if you're distracted, you probably can still pick up all that you need to know along the way. 
because they're telling you everything you need to know. Whereas Netflix, and I think TV in general right now is not, well, I, I'll i say that, but I barely watch any live TV at all anymore, is that that's not the way that it's done anymore, especially on streaming services. They know they have your eyeballs, so why not use eyeballs? Why not use your ears? If you're distracted, well, you can always rewind it and watch it again. So you don't have to feed it to people with spoonfuls and being like, this is this, that is this. When these two met, they did this. And I think it's nice in some ways that they don't feel like they need to spoon feed me all the time. But come on, it's Robert Stack. I'll, I'll sit there and let him <laughs> give me the airplane man. full of unsolved mysteries. Be like, open up, Joe. And I go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, if I'm going to go back and watch any of them, it'll probably be the classics just because I do like having that voice and the free and intro music and all that fun stuff. And it's mm-hmm. easier for me to jump in and jump out of it because they are shorter stories and a little bit easier to digest even though every time i watch one of them I'm like god you guys like so there's a there, the last one i watched there's a guy who they found in his house apparently suicided they found him on the couch gun on his belly bullet in his head bullet hole in the wall behind his head and they're like oh well the angle of the bullet and blah 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 he would have to be like sitting way up here and uh it was like I, I, maybe actually now that I'm thinking about it is actually probably actually well played out by the police because they're they're doing the bullet angles in that one, which is actually like, hey, cool, we're actually having science in the, or not science, uh, forensic science in it at least. And they're like, hey, if he shot himself in the head, he'd have to be leaning way ahead, way back here, way up forward, and like halfway off the couch in order to shoot himself this way, and then the bullet going into the wall coming out of this angle, and like. But then in the uh, in the re whatever, I guess I misunderstood where they had uh, gotten the science from. I thought they did some way crazy math. I was trying to figure that out instead of actually watching the show. Anyways, they just like oh bullet in the wall, put the gun on the guy's lap. Like oh it looks like they could have probably just uh, never mind. That was a bad example. That was uh, <laughs> that was all my fault. There was one yesterday that I watched, but I can't for the life of me think of what that one was. That I was like I, the there was the uh, bringing the psychic in to try to figure out what happened to the killing. Like, hey, we bring her to the site, and she told us everything we want to know. And she's like, yeah, well, she's also, you know, taking Gaston. You're in the middle of a field, and there's a disturbance right there. So, hey, look, this is where your disturbance is. Yeah. But it makes for good TV, I suppose. Anyway, I'd much rather watch short stories like that versus the long ones that I actually have to invest time in. Time in the more time into it, the more I'll actually have to care about the characters. And so far, I haven't had a single character that I actually give a flying fruit about. A fruit ninja, if you I will. that game. Played it so much. So, does classic Unsolved Mysteries hold up in today's Oh my world? god, is it campy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me campy this things are not celebrated today? People don't like campy I, stuff uh, today? I, no. I just there's there's a, a certain level of of quality in television that I expect nowadays and oh man is it rough 
All right, yeah, the video the videography is definitely grainy from what he, from what we get these days. Uh, the acting's a bit off, but that's already been d- discussed. Yeah, it's uh, it can be considered a difficult watch if you're not used to watching this kind of stuff, especially if it's. I mean, back then they were trying to make it look more like it was a. Uh, I feel like it was almost like trying to push it. Hey, this is real. This is as real as it gets. It's not scripted or anything type things, and trying to make it look purposely rough almost. And then also you don't have to worry about like the blood splatter on your TV show is much too violent. You're going to, you can't have this on network TV. And this was like a network TV show. So they had to kind of camp it down in order to be able to make it so kids could watch it. Well, it was on Lifetime for two years and Spike for two years. Lifetime. (laughs) About death. Ran on NBC from 87 to 97. It ran. I was on CBS from 97 to 99. Lifetime in 2001 to 2002. And Spike from 2008. Yeah, and once you hit those end seasons, I actually didn't watch any of the end seasons. I watched uh, seasons six and seven uh, episodes in there. Once you reach the end seasons, you're like, oh, you, we've, we've got this format that we've got to stick to. There is no breathing time like there was for the Netflix series so they really I, I imagine they felt like they couldn't mess with the uh, format otherwise they'd lose the faithful fans but speaking of Andrew Andrew did you have the child watch uh, watch cl- any classics because it's right about the right age negative if I am imagining right and uh that would be the ultimate does it hold up I would agree but no I'll give it a shot. I'll let you guys film, know. Fill them up with sugar, keep them up late at night, and then have them watch like the Tallman <laughs> episode and a bunch of other ghost and paranormal episodes. Ooh, ooh, and then bonus. I could I could take them out to the garage and then tell them where oh, to go. I totally there. thought you were going to tell them that you are going to I found all this wood. Like, I found all this wood the on the side of a house. Oh, that hell yeah. I'll too. watch the shit out of Tales of the Crypt. Yep. There you go. Now, I'll introduce ooh. him to Creep Show and yeah. see what he thinks. <laughs> so... Andy, do you think it holds up? I, this is just purely nostalgia speaking. I, I love the old episodes. I will sit down and binge them like crazy. But then again, I mean, they just added Supermarket Sweep to Netflix. I've been <laughs> binging the shit out of that too. I mean, I, I am a sucker for the for being able to like have more than one episode. I feel like I'm, so as a, as a child, it was always catching these on TV. But now actually being able to sit down and actually have all of them served up to you in this fashion, it's hard not to want to just sit down and binge the crap out of it. So I remember trying to find episodes of Supermarket Sweep. That show was great. Right? It's so hard to find some of this crap. And then all of a sudden, poof, here it is. I'm going to have to go and watch it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had a great time watching it. It was, it was definitely a memory. Um, but yeah... I, for this, it's it's all nostalgia for me. I, I can't really speak unbiased on this point because Unsolved Mysteries, I would absolutely say it still holds up, but I know it's not going to hold up for everybody who sees it. So Dan, Dan, I I'm just I, saying, Dan. I don't have a reference oh. to the past, so I can't <laughs> I can't say if it does or not. And I my distaste for this entire <laughs> genre of television has I I can't I can't give an impartial decision. Because I, I I weigh so heavily on how much I did not enjoy the time that I wasted watching three episodes, <laughs> two of the old and one of the new, because the only one of the new was the UFO one that sounded relatively interesting and I was bored as fuck. I was sad to see there were no ghost episodes. Yes, yes, absolutely. But yeah, classic Unsolved Mysteries is a nostalgia train to ride and just pull that horn and be like, whoop, whoop gonna go down for two hours down this route 
picking and choosing which paranormal episodes I'm going to watch. Chugga, 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 chugga. But I seriously doubt. Absolutely. That anyone who'd never watched it before could get into it. And the Katie reboot. Katie did. She binged. She binged the entire season in less than 48 hours. She, but she's... But oh, she's, so the new one worked for her. Yeah. I pointed out that there's some older episodes, and I think she may have watched them. I don't know if she did or not, or watched any of them. She didn't like the older ones, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think it'd be easier to get into the new ones if you're younger and stuff like that, because that's closer to what everyone kind of understands of the medium right now, whereas... Unsolved Mysteries, definitely product of time, place, and format. And even though I would like to see a multi-story format, I doubt that that's, that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think they've, they've chosen what they want to do and they're sticking with it. Classic episodes, nostalgia. Doesn't mean you can't go and watch them and enjoy them, though. Yeah, go watch them and enjoy them. They're out there. They don't take a lot of time to sit back and watch just a little bit or as much as you want. You could watch all of them if you wanted to. But you guys, all my choices are based off other people's opinions. Maybe you need to form <laughs> your own. That's fair. It's difficult. I don't know how. I don't know. I just, I wish, I wish I could enjoy it. I could enjoy these, this series like you guys have, but I just, it, it, wasn't my cup of tea it was difficult for me to get into it but also there it took a few episodes of the classics for me to be able to actually start paying attention and get into them it was like it's such a it is an older form of tv so it's a little bit difficult more difficult because it's not this uh yeah it's just an older so it took a little bit longer for me to get into and uh once i did get into it i was able to uh start enjoying it a little bit more but it was still not necessarily my my cup of tea anymore part of it is you have so many people being on tv being sad all the time and especially these days it's just so hard to uh, (laughs) convince yourself to be happy and it's definitely not helping (laughs) i'm sorry ken well put ken well put well now that we've saddened you all (laughs) that was unsolved mysteries rewound and rebooted if you could like comment and subscribe that helps the youtube algorithm if you could share this episode or others with your friends your unsolved mystery mates your missing well you can't share things with people who are missing your ghost buddies your ufo pals who also like shows from the 80s 90s it could help us greatly so please do that and if you have a favorite episode of unsolved mysteries you can send it to us at our email the rewinders podcast at gmail.com or you can post it on our facebook the rewinders podcast on facebook.com did we did we get on podbean yet i know you were talking about it well then no i have not you could also try leaving a comment I dragging my feet because I spoiled it. Hey, and no one's gotten me money yet. Give me my money, man. G- give me your your cash app tag, and I'll send you money. <laughs> Are we doing this in the middle of the outro? Sure. Okay. We might be. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, <laughs> we're 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 getting people excited. You can find I don't us know. somewhere I'm else. For, I'm excited for our next episode. Uh, you found us here. Now find us elsewhere.
Yes. Just kidding. Go go somewhere else. We'll make it this easy. Place is haunted. Was it Ken? Did you say you were excited? I was excited. I'm excited or for next week. Dan? Dan said he's excited for not next week, but the in two weeks when we return and reboot and rewind the next Indiana Jones. <laughs> Quit teasing him. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah. Get, pull it I, together, I, Joe! I to say someone else's name, and I'm like, that's not the name. That's a different name. What am I doing? Were you trying for the Matthew McConaughey version of Indiana Jones? <laughs> <laughs> so come back in two weeks when we rewind and reboot again! For every mystery, there is someone somewhere who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone is watching. Perhaps it's you.